Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Demetrius Dixon. His story is no different than many youths because he was born in a metropolitan area riddled by drugs, crime, and plagued with addiction. Meech was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, where drugs, crime, and addiction, as well as violence, was the norm for everyone there. Due to the cruel realization about his future, he just had to make a tough decision in enrolling in the U.S. Marine Corps upon graduating from high school at the tender age of 18. He has been deployed to different countries in support of Operation Enduring Freedom and the Special Purpose Marine Air Ground Task Force. The position of, you know, being a sergeant and a martial arts instructor within the corps, it has given him the privilege to train, to lead, to guide, and to also mentor fellow Marines. He considers himself a mindset execution coach and is completely dedicated to helping others capitalize on their mindset to maximize their success. So I introduce to you all my bro, Meech. What's going on, Meech? What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcaster with extraordinary thoughts that tells you stop being great and be extraordinary. You know what's so crazy about that bio? It, it makes it seem like, dang, like, it, it, it sounds like something straight out of like a Tyler Perry movie or something like that. I made a big, big change within my life, grew up in a broken environment. God dang, I was yes. wondering who that was. You know that I, I've heard that on several occasions. I know my brother, I was introduced to him for an event, and he was like, is this me you're talking about? <laughs> I was like, like I was sitting back, like, dang, that was me, God, <laughs> dang, it was you, it was you, you know. But that, you, is, know, you know, you gotta let the people know who you are. Absolutely, you know, it's a, it's such a blessing just to come from that. You know, I was just talking to somebody back at home. You know, and they asked me if I would ever come back home. I said, I would, but I'm just not in a rush to. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. it was, you know, I feel like, honestly, I feel like a tourist when I go back home. You know, just mm. the mindset change, you know, just not being in that environment no more. You feel me? And being able to just to heal, you know, because I tell yeah. everybody, like, you know, we you grow up in that type of environment. You know, you, you think that that's normal. Like, we think that drugs, crime, you, you feel me? Like, fighting in, a, fighting in a household, you know, seeing somebody get killed, like, that's normal. Nah, that's not normal. Right. You see, mm-hmm. that's not normal. You know, so it's always a blessing to come from that. Yes, absolutely. So let's get into this interview. Absolutely. So of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. Meech, what is your definition or your meaning of purpose? Purpose, you know, to be honest with you, purpose is that thing that God gave. You know, and I feel like every living creature got a purpose. In fact, I believe that people come in your life on purpose to serve a purpose. And we just sometimes refuse to just allow them to serve that purpose. In fact, we actually just refuse to serve our purpose within other people's lives and then our lives ourselves. So for me, purpose is walking in your past. Purpose is being able to wake up in the morning, you feel me? And every day feel like it's a Saturday morning. You know what I'm talking about? You know what it feel mm-hmm. like to be on a Saturday morning, your alarm went mm-hmm. off, but you turn it off, and you say to yourself, like, look, it's Saturday. I ain't got to worry about that. That's what purpose right. is, to be happy within your life. 
I mean, imagine like every day you you feel like you late to work. Every day you feel like you got to prove to somebody. Every day you feel like you just not adequate enough. That ain't that, you ain't living in your purpose. You weren't made for that. Yeah, mm, mm, mm. that's the truth. That's the truth. Absolutely, it's that, it's that happiness. It's that what gets your screws grinding every day. It's it's just that that place where you feel great. You know, you feel great. You feel like you're unstoppable. You feel like, you know, no matter what comes your way, you still want to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, your purpose is something that you, it's it's levels to purpose. I'm convinced it's levels to purpose. Um, Oh, I I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's just like you start at one, you know, you at the the base, it's the foundation. You know, you create what you need to do at the lower level. So then that way, if you get knocked back down, you don't have to go all the way back down to the root. You just fall right on that first piece the surface and you know you just grind yourself way back up again it's just that simple and you don't have to find your purpose at 18 you may find it at 55 like you know what i mean so don't think you're going to wake up every day and you're going to have that aha moment because it's not set up like that you're like you said you encounter different experiences you come in contact with different people you go through different things and you go to different places and these these all these elements help you find your purpose I agree. I agree. And, you know, I love the fact that you brought up, you know, you might find, you ain't gonna find your purpose at 18. You might be 55 and find your purpose. I didn't find my purpose, my first level purpose until I was 28. You, you, you yeah. know, I, I thought for the longest that I'm supposed to, you know, join the Marine Corps. We're gonna push it out to about 20 years and then we'll deal with that bridge when we get there. Don't it feel good though? Don't it feel good to be able to walk in your purpose? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know Cause you know, you put the smile on somebody's face, let alone your own. You know, you mm-hmm. put the smile on your face, but to know that you are making an impact on somebody's life every single day is is the best feeling ever. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yes, 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 yes. So, what is one word you would use to describe yourself, and why? Oh, dang! Just one word. All right, let me give me a. Yeah, one. Yeah, just one. Oh, <laughs> you know, I want to say there's math. Yeah, I'm gonna go with cares. No, 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 because I really want to say intense too. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with intense. I'm gonna go with definitely intense. Ah, to say passion, passionate, very passionate. Mm. And why do you choose the word passionate? I pick passionate because I feel like regardless of whatever you do, regardless of whatever you do, if you don't got passion in it, all you will ever be is good at. It. You know, mm. if you think about it when you cook. And you ever cook for somebody, you really don't feel like cooking, but you just making something quick. Right. It don't really, it, it tastes good. Yeah, it's all right. But, but it's not really, it's not, it, I ain't serving this to a whole bunch of people. You know, this right. was like a little mm-hmm. quick meal. You know, it's hamburger helper. It's a hot pocket. It's a single pop. It's all right. But it ain't no, it ain't been feeling. See, when you got passion behind something, everything you touch so fulfilling to not just you, but to everybody. It's like a home-cooked meal every single time. If you look at mm-hmm. anybody that is ever successful in any crime or place, cause or whatever it is, if they're not passionate about it, the only thing they're ever going to be is just good at it. And the thing is about being just good at it, and you could be talented. We go to different jobs, different career paths, based off of our level of skill or into the situation. You don't want to hop. Right. A lot of people ain't going to hop into something based off the fact that, oh, I don't know if I'm going to fit. You know, it's no, they do it because, oh, I can do this. I think I can handle this situation. I have the skills for that. Then you add in talent and you realize that you have a talent towards the situation. Yeah, you're going to definitely excel a lot higher than everybody else. But I can assure you, the person that's passionate about this, the passion bringing knowledge, passion bringing 
hard work. Passion allows you to be able to handle adversity and get back up and fight it again. You can't do that just being good at it and being talented. Right. You know, and I mean, even when you look at it, you you can pick up on that. Even conversation with somebody. The passion somebody. I go do work with somebody that's passionate about what they do by somebody that's just and you like right. all the that you can tell that you passionate about. not just not just the event you passionate about the experience you see what I'm saying right. that's what mm-hmm. I want to work in that's what I that's I don't want to somebody that just hey you know I know how to put this this and that together I know how to bring a couple of people in the room they're sure in it so I, I definitely would say passion. That's awesome. Yes. Got to have passion in everything that you do. You don't want to half-ass it. You don't want to half-ass it. <laughs> you, hey, I'm so happy that you cuss because I, I, I'm up here using these $5 words and I'm almost out. I'm almost out of words. You just can't. You, you can't, can't half-ass it because people can see that. Absolutely. People can definitely Absolutely. see when you're not giving your all, especially when they know what you have potential to do. When you're not passionate about something, it's so easy for you to quit. You should first and that you have within that situation, out. I can assure you that. When you pass, I don't care how much talent you got in it. I don't care how good you think you is at it. When you're not passionate about in a relationship, if you truly ain't passionate about that person, if you truly don't love that person, then that relationship is not going to last long. The first right. sign of anything that you do not like, you're out of there. You see what I'm saying? When you passionate, yeah. when you really care about that shit, I can assure you, you die. You, you, we going to work this out. We ain't about to just call it quits. I want to sit down. We're going to figure this problem out. We ain't about to just right. let this fade away. That passion breeds commitment. You heard, we hear them stories all the time about the couple that say to themselves, like, you know, we text, hey, I'm going to break up. We text that we get a divorce. Yeah, that ain't going to be that we're going to break up in person. You six right. hours say I'll drive there. I don't mind doing that because I've invested so much time within you and I love you so much that this is the reason why we should be able to leave or how we should work yeah. it out. That's passion. Mm-hmm. I'm acting real mm-hmm. Jewish right now. I, I, I'm a Dallas <laughs> actor. I'm acting, I'm acting like a real Joe right now. I'm acting like somebody's probably listening to this like, oh, he crazy. He crazy. But it's the truth. It's, it's the truth. And people have to come to sense to that. Like, this is what it is. Like, you want me to sit here and lie to you or you want me to sit here and tell you the truth? Mm-hmm. They'll get it one day. Mm-hmm. That's her feelings, too. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're passionate about something, and people always, like, try to say that, like, oh, he's so intense. He's passionate about it. No, no, I mean, yeah, I am passionate about it because I legitimately do care. You see what I'm saying? Like, when I have to right. deal with other Marines, lead Marines, I ain't doing it because I'm good at it. I ain't doing it because it's my job. I'm passionate about the transformation that they're going to become. When I get on stage and I speak, I just do it because I know articulate my words and convey message. No, I'm passionate about igniting the change within you. I want to see you become a better version of yourself. And it hit different. People can pick up on that because energy never lies. Yeah, it sure don't. That's a whole different conversation. Absolutely. Mm-mm-mm. So can you tell our listeners, what basically inspired to um, for you to become a mindset execution coach? And tell our listeners also the backstory of your podcast, um, Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. Okay, so how did I end up in this thing? You know, it's so crazy because once again, you know, we go back, to, we go back in time. I, I would hell, I wasn't even supposed to be in the Marine Corps. To be honest with you, I was supposed mm. to go to the Air Force. You know, and I ended up just going in there. I ran into this recruiter who was wearing this uniform that did not match, but I was just like, whatever. A ticket is a ticket to get out of anywhere. You know, so we <laughs> sat down. <laughs> we sat down. We talked. I'm thinking I'm talking to an Air Force recruiter, to be honest with you. And 
after explaining to me what the Marine Corps was, I, you know, I joined. And after joining, you know, I fell in love with it. I adapted. And I'll tell you right now, that was probably one of the hardest adaptions that I've ever had to do. You know, when you go from one lifestyle to a different lifestyle, that transformation mm-hmm. is definitely something. You know, and then I'm also a martial arts instructor. And I'm in a martial arts instructor trainer. So I've been speaking within the Marine Corps. I was six, six years. And I would oh, get wow. up with Marines and I would talk about leadership. I would talk about leadership development. I would talk about personal development. I would talk about character development. I would mentor a guy who never realized that this was my gift. And that's the thing about your gift is that we search all over the place and we try to create it. But in reality, your gift is just your shadow. It was there when you were born. But we yeah. ignore it because we're not used to, you know, it's always with us. It hides in plain sight. So my gift has always just been to convey a message, to be able to move the masses. I just never realized it. You know, I'm a middle child, so I'm not even my mama's first child. So I never really thought of myself ever being at first. You know, I always yeah. thought that I was good. I just never thought I was great. I always thought that I could do it, but I never thought I would excel at it. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what I thought of when I had my gift. So here we are. I would say it's 2018, no, 2019, 2019, and they call me and they say, hey, I need you to go speak at this leadership development course. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, you know, I'll go. I get up there. I get to speak. And so that, it's crazy now because when I did it, I didn't realize that that's like one of those biggest like talks that everybody tends to go to is that, you know, the dollar, you know, you got the dollar. If I pull it up, it'll still be a dollar. If I rip it up, it'll still be a dollar. I did that one. Right. Mm-hmm. And I and I explained to everybody, I said, just like what I did to this dollar, I crumbled it, I stepped on it, I ripped it up. But the value of the money has never changed. It's still a dollar. So why have right. you? Why have you been through adversity and feel like you are less? Why do you feel like that your value is less than the person next to you? After that, somebody comes up to me, this Marine, she comes up to me, and she's crying, crying. And I, and I'll tell you right now, I'm accustomed to making people cry. I ain't shy about that. I, I, I'm really accustomed to making people cry. But not in that type of manner. Right. And just so, it was off-putting at first because I was kind of like taken back. And she was just like, sorry, you know, what you said was just, that's me and everything that you talked about, that's me. And I'm just like, dang, that's crazy. So after that, I go, you know, next week I had to talk, speak at a college. I don't know how those two aligned in that type of order, but I had to go speak at a college next week. I okay. go to the college and Point State San Marcos, I'm this panel with all these esteemed gentlemen. I'm talking about doctors, lawyers. You, you, people went to college. I did. I'm a regular, regular Marine from Detroit, Michigan. I ain't really got a lot of credible sources. And I listened, <laughs> I listened to them speak, and I was captivated by it. It was my turn because I went fast. And, you know, age before. And I, I, I got up there, and as soon as I opened my mouth, it was as if I could see my words come out. It was as if I had yeah. a paintbrush and I could paint the entire room, my story, how I became am and have I utilized my success to be able to be where I am now and it was so it the feeling in it right there because my biggest worry was that I felt like Marines will always understand veterans will always understand anybody within that culture will always understand Mm -hmm. but what the civilians do what these college students understand and the teachers they come up to me afterwards the students they come up to me afterwards they blown away about what I said and they just want to know everything about me they asked me to speak here they asked me to speak there I had to get out of thinking about the lot you my anxiety started to kick up I was getting overstimulated I had to leave and mm. I get my car yeah it was bad like it was, I, a lot of people don't know it but I and I'm very vocal about it but I have anxiety I grew up anxiety. and I get to my car and I couldn't even I couldn't even like sit down all the way before the tears started coming down Wow. Before the tears started coming down, and it just was like, this is what you made me for, God. You mm-hmm. know, like, this is my purpose. This is my passion. 
this is what I was supposed, this is what you created me for. This is what I was put here on earth to do. And I, that was the moment that I realized what my purpose was. A week later, I knew for a fact I wanted to be a speaker. But the issue mm-hmm. is, is that the thing about being a speaker is that everybody want to know, if you know, I ain't got a lot of credible sources. I'm, I'm a new speaker. I ain't got no testimonials. Right. I ain't got. So the only way that I could tell people that I could speak was through my podcast. And got you. You feel me? So like, you know, I had to, I had to do it just like that. And I put the podcast out there, but I wanted to be able to tell something about everybody because I really feel like just the way that I felt, I felt for the longest I was ordinary. I felt like that I was second place at the most, bronze at best. And everybody feels like they're ordinary. And it's because we don't see ourselves on the news. We don't see ourselves on TV. You go through your timeline. You ain't trending. You ain't on the explore page of Instagram. So you think that you're ordinary. But a lot of people are going through something right now in their lives that would probably break somebody else, overcoming an obstacle that was never in the eyes of their face. And we never tell anybody because we just feel like we're ordinary. But in reality, we just conquer something extraordinary. That chapter in your book that you were closing is something that somebody else is about to open up. And with that being mm-hmm. said, that's when I created Extraordinary Thoughts for Ordinary Mind, the podcast dedicated to help you become a better version of yourself. Yes, yes. Everybody has a backstory. This is why it's so important to get on platforms like mine to be able to articulate that and be able to Absolutely. speak on that so people can see or hear the things that transpired before you became who you are today. Because let's say if you never even spoke on, you know, what happened in your past or anything like that, the only thing people knew were that you were in the you were in the Marines, you lived in Detroit, and now you some big successful speaker. They don't know nothing of and you know, in between. You know, well dang, well how how did he grow up? You know, maybe the way that he grew up is the reason why he is the way that he is today. Or, you know, like did he ever go to school like how was he in school? Was he a bad kid? Did he have a lot of friends? You know what I mean? People don't Absolutely. want people acting like they don't want to know the things that happen in between. I want to know everything that happened in between. I agree. <laughs> and I'm not even like trying to be nosy, but I want to know the things that happened so I can say, damn, you know what? You came a long way, you know, because everybody's journey is different. Here was people that was given, you know, golden and silver spoons, but they may have still had a rough time. It might have not been them in particularly, but it may have been their parents. Their parents might have, you know, grew up in the slums and, you know, oh, they, they was trying to figure out, you know, they need mayonnaise sandwiches for, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And the reason why they're giving their child this, this, this wonderful life is because they didn't have it. I, Nobody's I ever agree. trying to put the pieces together. I completely agree with that. I really do. I really agree with that. And I, you know, we live in a cycle right now where, we, we, we praise the struggle. You, you see yeah. what I'm saying? We praise the struggle. And ain't nothing wrong with struggling. I, I, I can assure you, like, struggling builds character. I grew up so dang on poor that the neighbors had to toss an extension cord over just so me and my sister can turn the microwave on at one point. So yeah. I, I know. But, and, and I was just talking to somebody about this, is that I, do, I would never want my kids to grow up in that type of situation. I want that, I want that to be a story that my kids could tell their kids and their kids could go and tell their kids. To appreciate things, absolutely, yes. But, you know, we all love a good backstory, but the purpose of your backstory, the purpose of you struggling, because adversity was never the enemy. It's mm-hmm. your mindset that's the enemy. That's right. the problem. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I had 
that's been dwelling within me for a couple of times. We, we, we face these challenges. We go through these obstacles. Sometimes shit just doesn't go to that we plan. And the first thing that we want is revert back to our comfort zone. We tell ourselves things like, oh, maybe they were right. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe I wasn't supposed to do this. We question God when we forgot that in this path called the process that we, we, we supposed to fail. We treat failure as if it's the opposite of success when it's a part of it. You know, right. so that the, Adversity was never the problem. It's never the enemy. It's your mindset. So that's why I really preach to everybody. When you capitalize on your mindset, I can assure you, you will maximize your success. I came from Detroit, yeah, Michigan, one of the most, you feel me? Like I came from Detroit, Michigan, one of the most dangerous cities in America. We make the top 10 murder list every year. Never fail. And I've never once said to myself, because I come from Detroit, this is why I'm not successful. Because I came right. from Detroit. No, because I came from Detroit, it is a reason why I'm not so friendly and I ain't speaking to everybody when I walk into a room. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, I want a better life for myself. And when you realize that you want something better, we are, we adapt at, at best. We surviving mm-hmm. creatures. That's it. We, we, we trial and error at best. That's how we mm-hmm. have made it this far. You know, like, it, it, it kills me sometimes how we are designed to fail. We are designed for adversity. We are designed... For, for these things to not go in our favor, but then we cry and try to glorify quitting as if this is something that is supposed to be done. That is not it. You know, that's not it. Yeah. I told y'all gonna bring that heat this time. I told y'all gonna bring that heat for this interview. It's crazy because that's actually one of the 10 steps in my, my new book, yo, my ebook and paperback, uh, purposely bossing up the 10 step guide and helping you unveil your inner boss. And one of the steps in the book is learn how to adapt and to adjust. I love and that. I talk about those same exact things you're saying because it helps you understand who you are as a person. Absolutely. Yeah. People got to learn how to adapt and adjust. You yeah. know, and I tell you right now, definitely you adjust to this. You, you, the moment that you realize it's not about, you can't get mad at the game if you don't know how to play. And you really can't right. get mad at the game if you refuse to play. So I always tell people that, like, that's something that we definitely have to just make. That's yeah. exactly how you got to be able to become successful. Yeah, yeah. So what do you feel was your biggest challenge to get where you are today, and how did you overcome that? Uh, my biggest challenge, honestly, um, the people around me, to be honest with you. It, it, that was probably nobody – from the moment that I came into the military, and I'll tell you this right now, and this is why I always preach the mindset, is that when I first joined the military, nobody supported me nobody supported me. When I told everybody that I was going to join the Marine Corps, my student officer told me that my attitude wouldn't fit military, so I would get kicked out. Um, My mom, she cried at every chance that she got about how I wasn't supposed to join and everything of that nature. I couldn't find a, a shoulder to cry on or an ear to listen to me. But wow. I went against everything, and I still joined. And now here we are 10 years later, and I can't find nobody that can talk me out of getting out of the military. Everybody want to tell me that it's the best thing that it's ever happened to. It's this, mm-hmm. it's that, you know? So that was probably one of the biggest things because a lot of times we don't execute because of the advice that we take. I even yeah. go back further. You know, my grandmother, she pulled me off to the side and she asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up. I told her I wanted to open up my own restaurant. Mm-hmm. I had a, I love cooking. I love cooking. And I always wanted to open up my own restaurant. You know, have one of the restaurants. You ever been to one of the restaurants where you ever seen Man versus Food? Yeah. I want to have one of the restaurants where somebody comes to do a challenge at my restaurant. I wanted that. Mm. And she first thing that she told me was that restaurants don't don't make a lot of money. 
I'm like, all right, well, cool. I'm eight, so I don't know no better. Granted, now here I am, twenty, you know, 29 years old. Restaurants do make a lot of money. It just depends on the restaurant. It depends on the location. It depends yeah. on how bad, you know, you stick with it. I understand entrepreneur, the first five years of your critical years and your worst years, you know, but she wasn't an entrepreneur. You see what right. I'm saying? Like, she wasn't an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. so how could she speak in that manner? Mm-hmm. She told me she came back two weeks later because obviously she killed that dream. Killed that dream. Come back two weeks later. And this time she asked me again, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be a comedian. I'm very charismatic. I can make people laugh. In fact, I love to make people laugh. Right. Looked at me and said, baby, do you want to be a joke for the rest of your life? Oh, I know. Rough. I have rough. Rough. It was bad. Yeah. My grandmother was one of them people that just tell you the truth, no matter how bad it hurts. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So once again, here she goes with another, with the same song, she killed another drink. Now, it's crazy that she say that, you know, you're going to be a joke for the rest of your life. Like Steve Barbie hasn't dominated radio waves and television waves for the past, I don't know, 20 years. You know, it's crazy that Kevin Hart is now one of the most highly paid comedians and has ventured into other things. But mm-hmm. he did not understand that. You know, and I always tell people that the hardest thing that you're going to do is walk down your path because you're going to lose a lot of people that you thought that it was going to be Ooh, in your life. Yeah. You know, you're you mm-hmm. entrepreneur. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You know? Think about the people that you had in the beginning of the journey and think about people that you lost in the middle of the journey compared to people at the end of the journey. And we ain't even at the end yet. We still going on. The right. season's still going. Right. And, you know, and I tell they everybody. They still falling off. They still, they still falling, falling off. off. You know, and I tell people, you got to treat, you treat your life like it's a TV show. You know, we'll sit down and we'll watch Power. We'll sit down, we'll watch Star. We'll sit down and watch all of these shows, and we know every type of character, but you don't even realize that that is exactly how your life is playing. You're the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And just like any other TV series, you're going to have reoccurring characters. You're going to have main characters that's going to be in season one, season two, season three, season four. But as soon as the story changes, they might not be able to make it to season five. They might not be mm-hmm. at the end of the season. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like you really mm-hmm. got to look at it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that was by far one of the hardest things because I was losing friends that I had known for 10 years, friends that I had met in the military that I thought I would spend the rest of my life with. And these people, as soon as I said that I wanted to see you become a better version of yourself, they left. They mm. left. And that broke my heart because I wanted to stop what I was doing to go back and get them. But if I stopped what I was doing to go back and get oh, them, I would no, end up staying there. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that was definitely the hardest, you know, and it, it breaks your heart because you don't want to lose friends. You don't right. want to lose loved ones. You don't want to have to mm-hmm. cut. Sometimes, you know, we always talk about cutting people off. Some people cut each other. Some people have cut themselves out of your lives, and you're the one that's over there reaching to pull them back. You right. got, you know, and it's crazy because we'll toss out milk once it gets to its expiration date. We'll toss out food when it gets to its expiration date. We're so quick to pay for Hulu and Netflix whenever they upgrade the payment, whatever that is. But, but we will revert back to our original self to fit someone else's comfort because they cannot maintain a subscription with you. Mm. How does that make sense? Mm. You like that? Mm-hmm. That was oh good. Yeah, that's... You know what? You got it. I'm going to give you credit, though. I'm going to give you credit. Uh, that, that, that's a good one. That's a I good love one. it. But I love, I love how you use um, how our lives are like like TV series. Like, it's, it really is. Like you said, you might have reoccurring people, people who might be in season one and might come back in season three. You might have people who are in season one and then they're done. You know, you might have, you know, it, that was really a good way to put that. And it's so crazy because you have to put some things in those kind of different perspectives for people to understand what's Absolutely. going on, like what's going on. I tell people all the time, perception will have you feel like you're dying. Mm. Perception is everything. Perception will have you sick. Perception will have you stressed out. 
Perception will have you trying to commit suicide. Perception will have you, like like you said, cutting off people, even cutting off people who don't even need to be cut off. Perception Absolutely. will have you all jacked up. That's why I so you, you can't always go off with what people say. I always tell people in business, like, you better tread lightly because people will be, oh, hoorah, you know, you're doing great, all this other, and then they'll want to talk about you in their group chat mm. and, be, and be trashing you. Mm. So sometimes, sometimes you know, it's, people wear all kinds of masks, they wear all kinds of clothes, and we can't figure out who is who. But sometimes you just have to separate yourself. If you need to be separated from your friends for a year, then do that. I always Absolutely. tell people, take a break from people. Just like people take breaks from social media, take breaks from people. The people will drain the shit out of you. They will. I them, they issues, you know, they problems. You got your own stuff going on. You know, and you I got plenty of entrepreneurs that that are that are moms, dads, um, uh, husbands, wives. They they got families. They they work full time jobs, plus full time in their business. Like if 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 people don't want other people's drama on their plate too. Absolutely, I agree. You know, I just told somebody I was like, you need to understand that people come in your life for reasons, seasons, and lifetime lessons. And you know, I, I said it again. I always say, it, God don't just make things happen on accident. That ain't how that works come in your life on purpose to serve a purpose. And we sometimes we refuse to use people for purpose that they serve because mm-hmm. we're purpose. But to say that is such an ugly way. Oh, I got to use you for your purpose. But nobody want to say that. But everything has a purpose. Everything serves a purpose or has a purpose. The person that you meet in your life right now, I can assure you, is about to serve a purpose for you. You mm-hmm. probably was in a bad relationship. And I'm just using this. You, somebody was probably in a bad relationship. And, and, and they thought that they just didn't of that. And they, they done given up on everybody. But you don't mm-hmm. even realize that during that time of isolation that you got out of that bad relationship, you have finally allowed yourself to heal. And now right. you, because you have healed, you have gained that clarity. That person was needed to be able to show you so you can gain that clarity so that way you can finally be your soul So you finally love yourself because you probably searching for love through everybody else because of the love that you can find within yourself. That's why yeah. that person came in your life. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm pretty sure you've said it before. You know somebody 20 years, 20 years, then you need somebody tomorrow that has more value than the person that was in your life for 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, time don't equal loyalty. That's not how that works. Just somebody been in my life for, you know, I, we, we treat you so crazy about that is because we think because I've known you for so long that this is loyalty. Negative, mm-hmm. you ain't never heard of an arch enemy. You, what? That's been going back and forth for who knows how long, almost 50 years. They ain't friends. They don't bring value within each other's life. They can't stand each other. Right. You know, and we got to understand that. You know, like people come in your life to serve a purpose. Some people come in there for a reason. And some people are here to teach you a lifetime lesson. You might need somebody that's about to show you exactly where your purpose has been hiding this entire time. And then they're going to leave. They're going to leave right then and there. After they show you your purpose, after they take you down that journey, then they're going to have to leave. And sometimes yeah. they might fall into this type of category right here. I just lose time. Y'all just ain't clicking the way that y'all do no more. Right. And, so you, and we've all been best friends. Heck, we've probably been in a relationship with somebody. We're infatuated with that person. We love that person to death. You see what I'm saying? Every time you saw me, you saw you. But now, for right. some reason, I don't really want to talk to you. Hey, let me call you back. Let me call you back. Let me call you right. back. Next thing you know, those call you backs don't even happen. Those text messages don't even happen. That was just a purpose that we served with each other. We're trying to right. hold on to it. And that's what's causing the pain. That's what's causing the hate. 
hey, let that person serve a purpose within somebody else's life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the truth, and it's okay to let them go. Mm-hmm. People don't want to let go of stuff. When you let, don't let go, why do you think God want to bless you with something? You can't Absolutely. even let go of something that he told you to get rid of. Ooh. You know, we ask God to keep us a sign. We be and, and, and it's crazy that we, we, we praying for a sign on the freeway for who, how long? And you don't seen to 42. You don't seen exit 43. X 44. And you still don't want to get off. And all these exits, you ain't got your sign. People are going to ruin your life and you're looking for a sign. Stop having people proofread the message that God wrote for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This grown-up conversation. <laughs> you said it's a grown-up conversation? Yeah, this grown-up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this is definitely a grown-up conversation, right? You know, I want you to see, I'm, I'm all over here walking around and stuff like that. Like, this bitch, this, hey, this bitch here talk. This is, this is, this that, uh, we ain't at the kitchen table no more. We ain't at the kitchen table no more. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. So, if you could go back in time, right, and tell young little Demetrius a piece of advice, what would you tell him? It's going to get better. <laughs> it's going to get better. Because I was so... I was so insecure when I was younger, you know, because before, back in the day, like, I had chipped my tooth when I was in eight, when I was in third grade, you know, so mm-hmm. I had a chipped tooth for, like, three years. I had big, my ears were big, but my body hadn't grown in my ears yet, and my mm-hmm. voice, I had, I, you, my voice didn't drop. My voice didn't crack like it was supposed to. Everybody else went through puberty like it was supposed to, but for some reason, my voice malfunctioned. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I was and people, you have security. You know, you don't when you don't love yourself, you become a people pleaser. You know, you want to keep people in your life, everything of that nature, and trickled over to adulthood. You know, and I got my teeth fixed. Granted, my ears, you know, my my body caught up to my ears. Granted, because of all the screaming that I did, I finally got my man voice. But the the trauma, the pain, that never left. You know, that that never left. So if I could come and go back in time, man, I would just, I would really just go up to me and just say like, yo, it's going to get so much better. You just don't even understand. You mm-hmm. know, you ain't, you ain't got to worry about being called the dirty kid in school. Trust me, man. You go, one, you go outlive a lot of them. So, I mean, like that, that that's a blessing, but, uh, um, yeah. you know, you, you gone, you, your blessing is coming. You just got to be patient. That's one thing I would tell myself. The, your blessing is coming. Uh-huh. You just got to be patient. Yeah. Be patient. Be patient. Nothing happens overnight. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, hey, I'm glad that you said that because we preach success. Like, it, you no know, thing is over. Right. Right. And I'm out of control. You, I be trying to sleep. My success waiting for me in the morning. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It, it's, 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 a, it's definitely a process. Yeah, it is. It's a long process. Also, I would definitely. It's a long process work on my patience. I would definitely work on my patience. Yeah, shout out to working on your patience, okay? Oh, my God. Patience is definitely not my virtue. I ain't even about to lie to you. Patience <laughs> ain't my virtue. For real. Like, like, you know, and I be telling people that, like, everybody be talking to me, like, as if I got patience. Like, patience ain't never been a virtue of mine. You know, I can't. I, if, if I could find, I need a list of all the virtues in the world because I know for a fact patience ain't mine. And I, I'm very short patient. You know, I, if you talking to me, I already got social anxiety. So the fact that I'm around these crowds of people is already overstimulating me and causing me to go work in my car. So if you talking to me and, and you ain't talking about nothing, I'm getting aggravated. Because what is we talking about? Why is he talking to me? 
You know, I'm the type of person you call me. If you call me and I, if I call you, understand, I want to, but if you call me, you better have some real information to be spread to me because I'm like real aggravated on the phone. Like, why are you, what are we talking about? Why are you mm-hmm. talking to me? I had, see, I had somebody recently called me and, and I love him death, but he's more of a texter than he is a talker. And I tell him that all the time. Text me the information that you need to be giving me, bro. Right. So he called me up. I'm a lunch break. He called me and he say, Yo, what's up? What you doing? I'm like, nothing. I'm on lunch. What's up? What you doing? He like, nothing. Chilling. And then this long silence go. I cut it right there. First off, that ain't the conversation that, that, that two grown men should be having with each other. All right? We ain't, just, we ain't 15 no more. We not 15. So, so, so what we talking about? What business transactions you trying to make? What growth you trying to impute onto me? What you got going on? What, what, what you found a sponsor that I could put on my show? What you found a venue that I can go speak at? You talking to a coordinator to be able to start dreams? What we talked about? Because if you call right. me again asking me what I'm doing, what I'm doing, I, 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 that ain't the conversation I want to have. You know, like, like we only going to be alive till we like 75, 80 on a good day. I hope to God technology increases the number, but I ain't about to be wasting the little time I got on this earth bullshitting with you. You know, so I'm I'm not I'm not known for patience. You know, I want to I want to make I want I want it and I want it now. I know that's right. <laughs> no, but it's kind of bad because success ain't one of those things where it's like you gonna get it now. So it's like I'm episode ten of my well we yeah, episode 102 now, but. Okay. Back at, yeah, appreciate it. But back in episode 10, I'm like, why ain't nobody, like, listening? What's going on? You know, like, patience was not. I had to develop patience. I had to, like, the processes that helped my patients, though. Right. That's how I was. Like, I'm I'm only on, what, episode, I'm on episode 41, 42. Congratulations. Week. Right. But I'm in season two. So I feel, I feel like I'm moving and grooving, right? Right. But the good thing is that, you know, I'm booked up with interviews all the way up until the first week of May. And it's just like, well, you know, like when you first see, you be like, all right, everybody like, oh, snap, this is going to be decent. You know, you start seeing, you know, all the, you know, the, um, the, the insights from, you know, where people are listening and stuff. And in the beginning, I was like, okay, look at this. People listening. I see y'all. Y'all listening on here and stuff. Getting all excited. And then, I, you know, I took a break from even looking at insights because I don't want to be the one that kind of like look at it all the time and all this. I'm like, all right, well, whoever hears it, hears it, you know, so I always make sure, you know, let all my guests know, you know, share it on your, um, you know, your social media platforms and stuff like that. Let's, let's get this out here because people got a lot of things to say. So the other day I just mm-hmm. happened to get on, um, get on the website and look at my insights. Um, that has passed. So since, like, you know, season two has started. So then I started to look, and I'm like, oh, okay, so we're not just listening to the United States no more. We're listening to India. We're listening in Australia. We're listening in Jamaica. We're listening in, in the U.K. We're listening in, even in Russia, the Netherlands, Canada. I'm like, okay, go here, too. Like, you know, you, like you said, like, it ain't going to happen overnight. You, you, mm-hmm. you want to be sitting, waiting patiently. And it's not something that you want to look at giving dad in because once again, that's perception. If I'm looking every single day trying to figure out where everybody's listening from, how many people listening and stuff like that, I'm going to get my anxiety, my anxiety up. I don't have the worst anxiety, but I got anxiety. And when things don't go my way, I get upset. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to just let this chill. I'm going to let it do what it do. As long as one person is reached, I know I've done my job. Uh-huh. 
I wish I could just have your paper. I'm, I'm talking about my, for real, my anxiety be so bad sometimes that I, I get to questioning God. I, God, I, I get to questioning God. My anxiety get to acting so bad. I'm like this. So I like, you know, you sent me the message. You told me to go speak. So, mm-hmm. so, 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 so what, what, what we doing? You think this funny guy? You think this a joke? Mm-hmm. You, you, what we doing? Funny. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and I, I try to tell myself, like, like the Lord, know, the Lord, you know, he, he knows the way you speak, but, but you need to chill out. <laughs> you need to chill out. But everything happens for a reason. Everything is a yeah. process. And that is one thing that I have, like, I've had to learn. And I'm glad that, and that's another thing that I tell everybody, you know, and I tell myself this a lot. Trust the process because yeah. the process is it's grooming you too. It's not just grooming your craft. It's not just grooming this. It's grooming you too. A lot of people mm-hmm. are not able to execute. Let me phrase that. A lot of people are not going to be able to properly utilize the success that they are praying for because they have not reached the maturity level. They have not reached the talent. They have not maintained the experience to be able to properly use it. So imagine if I would have became a big time speaker when I first did my first speech. I don't even know mm. anything about the game. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. My story ain't even the way that it's supposed to be made. You know, imagine if my podcast hit, a t- you know, a million streams the first time I did it. Right. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even know what to do with myself. You you see what I'm saying? I love the fact that I have grown. And I remember my first podcast. My first podcast episode was, it it it, it was, it no, it was bad. I ain't gonna lie. It was bad. You know, it was bad. Because I came into the situation to myself that, you know, because when you, when you find something out, when you're about to jump into something new, you tend to, you want to hear how it's supposed to sound. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. listening to other people's podcasts. I was listening to the way they delivered, how they spoke, everything of that nature, in that type of manner to, to see the knowledge so I can be able to do mine exactly like theirs. So when I launched my first episode, it was never called Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. It was a motivation for the starving. So it's not a real, mm. real chicken noodle soupish. I'm real chicken mm. noodle soup. But here I go. I launched it. And everybody, the feedback that I got, they were like, yeah, I like the, I, I like the topic, but that wasn't you. You know, and that hurt. Mm. You know, imagine, like, somebody go to your event. And they like, yeah, you know, I like the event, but it just didn't feel like tea. It, didn't, it really didn't feel like you. You right. know, that, that that don't feel right. You know, like, for example, them Patty LaBelle pies. Everybody be hyped up about them Patty LaBelle pies, but we all know they already manufactured them water. That ain't Patty LaBelle recipe no more. That ain't how she really make them. Right. So that's what I ended up doing. I watered down my craft. I, I mimicked somebody else. Yeah, I delivered it, but it wasn't popular. Ended up back into the picking down. Redo everything, and I finally just poured everything out in the manner of how I did, the way that I do it. And I, I tell you that that was like one of the most never received so much praise for that because everybody was like, "That's the that's the meat I'm talking about. That's the wow. meat you're talking about. That's the thick fan that I know." I and and that's how I ended up build, uh, building my fan base. Yes, you know. So thank God yeah, for that. Absolutely, that's amazing. Sometimes you we know, gotta go back to the drawing board, you know. And I'm so happy, I really, I'm so happy nobody likes the first episode. To make something that is so exhausting, it's so exhausting. It's like wearing a, sh- a shoe sock that ain't yours. You know, mm-hmm. you, you it, it drains you. It, it really drains you because you're pretending to be somebody that you're not. So imagine right. if my episode would have took off. That means that that formula worked. And I have to be stuck with that formula because that is what worked. And 
time I do my podcast, I don't sound like myself, I don't feel like myself. If I divert to something else, no, nobody ain't going to listen. So I got to fake And I don't want to fake it to I fake Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was definitely a blessing. Definitely a blessing. You know, and trust the process always. Yes. So can you tell our listeners about any upcoming projects or events that you may have? Ooh. Yes. Yes, yes. All right. So... If you in the if so if you're in the California LA area, I'm gonna be speaking at the Down and Out Bar March 20th. Dang, <laughs> wait a minute, I messed that up. But I'm speaking at my first live show in the Down and Out Bar March 20th at the podcast Pit. May 9th, I'm gonna be in Phoenix, Arizona. We're gonna be going ahead and be doing the the Women's Empowerment Experience, phenomenal woman empowerment experience. If you haven't gotten your tickets by now, go ahead and get your tickets. Stay tuned. We have an ebook coming out, and I also yeah. have a new line of Coffee mugs because you know every best idea starts in the movie. Yes, yes, I love mugs. So when they drop, send me the link. Absolutely, absolutely. About some coffee mugs. So I'm really excited about that. Yes, that's gonna be dope. That's gonna be super dope. So how can our listeners find you on social media? Okay, so go ahead follow me on Instagram at extraordinary dot podcaster. Once again, that is extraordinary dot podcaster. Also Facebook, Meech Thickpen M E. T-H-E, LinkedIn, Demetrius Thickpen, and then don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Extraordinary Thoughts, Extraordinary Mind, available on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, you name it, I'm there. Yes, 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 yes. So before we go, can you give our listeners one piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but in life? Cut off all your friends. Cut off all your friends. Just cut them off, y'all. Just cut them off. (laughs) Well, not all of it. <laughs> yeah, but all of the brands, but some of them. You know, I, I see right now, if you opened up your refrigerator, you got stuff in your refrigerator that you haven't used since the day that you bought it. You mm-hmm. go through your phone right now, you got apps that are slowing down your phone, keeping up space, and you don't even use the app. But you, but for some reason, you just don't delete it because I guess you might need it. You go through your clock, you got clothes that are completely out of fashion, out of season, and you just keeping it just because. Because it has memories. Because it looks mm-hmm. nice. That's exactly how we had people in our lives. Some people just don't. They don't serve a purpose in your life. In fact, some people are probably the anchor that is sinking you right now. Some people are probably the parachute mm. that is stopping you from fully taking off. It's a hard pill to swallow, but I can assure you, when you start to cut off that excess baggage, you will finally be able to reach, reach the heights that you deserve. Yep, I agree 100%. Oh, I agree 100%. I'm just so glad that I was able to have you on here today, meet you. We're literally like dropping the gems. This time I even have my notebook. I even have a notebook and I write down stuff that people say, you know, um, advice that I may want to use as a as a quote or something on my social media platform. But you was giving all the all the gems today and I'm sure there's plenty more in store. So for those who heard about the different events you wanna be at. You know, make sure you follow him on his social media platform, subscribe. Um, I was a guest on his podcast, and we had an amazing time, y'all. Like, we had an amazing time. Oh, yeah, that was a big grown-up like, conversation. That was a great yes, conversation right there. It was just so it was just so decent, and the energy was there, and we were, like, kicking it like old-school friends from back in the day. So it was such a good time, and make sure y'all listen to that as well. And look out for his mugs. His mugs coming out soon, and the ebook is coming out soon. So make sure y'all are aware. Y'all follow him on social media, and like he said, subscribe. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Mm. Mm.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Ain't none to it. Boss. Ain't none to it.